Yeah, cool. Cool, man. Um, yeah. Uh, again, like I said to you before, man, just like looking you up and uh, seeing what you do. Um, yeah, I was excited like leading into this one uh, just because, um, yeah, I'm just I'm just always interested to see how people like combine all these things that they do. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. But go ahead and, and just introduce yourself. Uh, uh... I just see myself as Nelson, Nelson yeah. Jackson, <laughs> the third, who just happens to do a few things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, I've, I've said this like in front of or in, uh, at the start of almost every podcast where like I appreciate everybody's humility that has been on so far because like most people introduce themselves like that as well. Mm-hmm. And um, so like I, I just go ahead and brag for people. <laughs> so I, if I can do the same for you. Um, this guy plays with everyone, anyone. He's, he's a, a motivational speaker, a musician. He plays keys, um, a producer. He's a, a film composer. He um, probably like 10 other things that like I don't, an entrepreneur. Um, and and uh, again, like it's just like I, when uh, Dr. Witt was on here, just talking to her in terms of like the mindset that goes into being able to do like a bunch of things at a high level, you know, I'm sure we'll get into, but um, I mean, hey, we may as well just start from from the origin in terms of just like, like where are you from and just like how, how did you just get to where you're at? Well, I'm, I'm originally from um, Los Angeles. Okay. Um, a typical musician story, especially a musician that plays piano most, I would yeah. say, seems like at least 80% of us grew up as a PK. My dad was a pastor, so... Um, they let me torture them growing up yeah. until I got used to playing. And, you know, like anybody else, you get about 14, 15, you end up meeting somebody else at another church. You guys become friends yeah. and then you meet other people <laughs> and then you guys start practicing together and hanging out and practicing. And next thing you know, you all you guys are on tours or yeah. playing for different artists. Just It just evolves. Like, it's, just, it's actually just looking back at it. It's it's quite magical to yeah. see how that happens. Yeah. That's cool, man. Um yeah, that that's something that I did not have the, um, I guess the 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 uh, privilege to to do, um, in that uh, tuba. If if I, I love the tuba, there's if I have just one complaint about it is that, um, uh, if it be like instead of thinking of it as oh you can't get these gigs mm-hmm. playing on a certain instrument, I think now it's more so like I can't meet these certain people. Like that, that is really what I've, I've realized like you, you miss out on if you have like more of a niche mm-hmm. uh, instrument. It's, it's the people that you would get to meet. Cause like on the times where I do have uh, gigs that um, would have musicians like yourself, it's like, mm-hmm. man, this is so fucking fun. Mm-hmm. And like all these people are so interesting and, and all that. But um, it's fun. I mean, but, but in that same breath though, I get to go deeper in like lanes that uh, you know some most people wouldn't as well. So playing this type of thing, but um, the church musician path is has just always been interesting to to me because like uh, the 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 talent the talent level 
at like basically almost every church I've ever been to is just like off the charts. Mm -hmm. And, and I just, I just, obviously it's hard work too. It's not just talent. It's mainly hard work, but um, what, what was, I mean, in terms of your developing your musicianship and just, um, you know, as a player and then of course you compose too, mm -hmm. like how did, how did all those experiences, those church experiences, like, did you realize at the time what it was doing? <laughs> Absolutely. <not. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, it was an outlet, I think for most of us. Um, first of all, I do believe that it's a God given gift. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's up to us to cultivate the gift, mm -hmm. you know? I think we all have the potential to be great. Now, mm -hmm. what kind of work are we going to put in to be great? It is up to us. Um, but yeah, just literally like, um, I can't even say, like, let me see. Because um, it was a battle, you know. It's funny, like I said, I, I knew I was designed to play because um, I'm most, you're 24, right? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know, did you grow up in church? Uh, no, but like, and so the first 14 years of my life, yes, but it was just like, it was just a regular, like Catholic. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So this, so though, okay. So Catholic was more traditional. So you guys probably had pews at the pews. Yeah. Yeah. So like most churches now have the chairs, mm -hmm. but when I was growing up, we had the pews as well. Yeah. And so one thing that I did, I still actually can see it. Um, I was like two years old and every time the piano player would play the piano, our song would be sung. I would like literally turn around as a two-year-old kid and start playing the back of the wow. pew as if it was a piano. Wow! And it's so interesting that you know that my parents saw that for so long, and then it took them probably a, 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 more than a year to ask me like, "Wow, you you must really want to play. You like yeah. that? Yeah, I probably do. Yeah, maybe that was a sign <laughs> for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, we went to some cheesy lessons. I ended up, yeah, it was cheesy. <laughs> It is what it is. But, and then about a year later, I started playing for my dad's church. Um, so I started playing for his church. They started taking me to lessons. At, well, it took some years because I didn't start mm, around six or seven was when yeah. I finally started taking lessons. And I started playing for my dad's church at nine, but I was really horrible. <laughs> um, matter of fact, he lost members because they couldn't take it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but of course, you know, like playing in church with most musicians to tell you, it, that's literally like, it's it's unfortunate church is not like this anymore and probably shouldn't be to an extent, but it was live practice. Mm -hmm. Like you mm -hmm. had people just singing, you you know, and you like literally going through ear training because yeah. there was no yep. rehearsal. Somebody just in the corner sing a song, you got to find a key after a while. Yeah. You don't have to find it, you hear it because yep. you're, so it's almost like, like a, a hard knock school, you know? Yeah. Um, but it, I got into baseball, so I stopped practicing as mm -hmm. much. Um, and then I say about like 16 is when I got back into um, wanting to be more of a musician again. Once I, it's funny, like you, I met some people at high school, a drummer, and then he introduced me to his uncle who's a piano player. And then next thing you know, it just evolves from there. And you, like I say, you meet more people yeah. and then you, you're going to rehearsals like, oh, show me that. Yeah. Oh, show me what you did. Okay. And then the next thing you know, I think like my first situation, real situation, I think I was... Um, was it 18? I was called to do, no, yeah, I was, I was out of high school, but I was called, I mean, I was doing church stuff, but like my first real thing, I was called to do something um, at Capitol Records. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, 
And then from that point, my first gig got played. I did a gig. My buddy called me to um, to sit in with him with El DeBarge. I was like still 18, no, 19. And then, like I said, just from there, like you're just meeting people, meeting different people. And then next thing you know, I get a publishing deal at 20. And then I'm meeting other guys. And then I'm going touring with this artist. And it just literally just evolves. Yeah. And I I like how... um, uh, I can tell you have a, a lot of humility because even just like the way that you describe that journey, you, 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 I, like just the tone you describe it in is, is like that you're fortunate that those things led into, you know, like one thing led to another and that, you know, just here you are. But, you know, to, I, I'm from Baltimore, but I can imagine that here in LA, there's a lot of just in any, like sector of the entertainment industry, there's a million people trying to do exactly what you just said. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. A million people. But this is the part that they don't realize you can be gifted, but they have to like you. Yes. Um, And I don't, you know, and, and I, and I tell people all the time, I understand because I am a musician, I am a musician, but then we'll take that back. I am for lack of terms. Mm -hmm. But then when I see me, I see myself as a person who happens to play an instrument. Yeah. I am a person first, yeah, um, and that allows me to separate myself from the gift. So a lot of times, and just I'm a separator. Like I'm like my food section. I do one thing at a time. Yeah. So everything separates. So yeah. because I separate me from the gift, sometimes I'll see it across the table, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow, like yeah. the fact that you can do something like that yeah. is amazing, and to do it how you do it is yeah. amazing. And then um, I guess the other part is just knowing like. There's people who wake up, go to a piano, practice all day, go to sleep, do the same thing every day. Mm-hmm. I don't do that yeah. because I'm, I'm a person. Yeah. I like other things as well. I yeah. like working out. I like studying other things. And, you know, but yet a lot of them can't even get the work that I right. did. Right. You know, so right. I do find that to be fortunate. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm grateful for that because yeah. a lot of them, I, I know they play better than I can. But yeah. again... It's not about how good you play in this field more than it is can you fit mm-hmm. the bill, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, that's like, uh, that's also interesting just because, I mean, I think, I think having that mindset of, like, can I add to this thing that I've mm-hmm. been invited to do, um, uh, if you've always been that way, it might not seem like that's like profound or anything, but it's very easy, I think, for all people for uh, a moment to feel like it's about you or mm-hmm. to overanalyze like the significance of of something. Um, how do how do I how do I say this? I, I I don't know if early on in your career you can kind of relate to this, like. Uh, at, at least for me, like my first couple of like bigger gigs, like moments before whether going on stage or, you know, if it's a live thing or recording, I just realized like, man, I just got to do my job <laughs> like any other day. Yeah. And it, it humbles you like it, hum- ho- like hopefully it, it, it humbles you in that like, um, no matter how much, you know, people like you or like want to see like like there's still there's still something you have to like give yeah. to this thing there's still this high quality you have to show up with every day 
that um, really remind you like why are you even there in the first place? Like you're not just like hanging out with these people just like sitting there not like doing a job. Like right. you're, you're a part of this thing and um, I don't know. I think I think that's that's such a um, it sounds like you have that and, and had that on your way up in, in the sense that like realizing the whole time that like you were a part of something larger, mm-hmm. it, 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 it keeps you grounded. And it also, it, you probably find this like middle ground between being like proud mm-hmm. of yourself, but also realizing like, okay, like here's what I could be better at. Here's mm-hmm. how I can like improve this. Cause you, you had even just said earlier, like you started meeting these people and you're like, yo, show me this, show me that. You didn't, but but you could have that that already reveals so much. You could have said like you started meeting people and like here I am like showing off, showing mm-hmm. everybody what I'm doing. So that that's I feel like like that that's I feel like you're you're dropping like little nuggets of, of mm-hmm. wisdom without even you know trying. But um, at least to me, I guess to you know conclude this whole rant, it's just like <laughs> you're good. no, it just sounds it just sounds like um, because I mean for you to for because I, I guess what I left out because you're a pastor as well. Right. Yeah. yeah, and you you also do uh, uh, personal training. Is that um, okay? So let me go back to the path. So yeah. I did. Okay. So as yeah, I, I, I this is what happens when you're my age and you see me. You don't have kids. You just <laughs> you keep growing. So I did start a church. Yeah. Um. I still I still have the quote unquote pastor title, but I know this is not that podcast, so I'm not going to really talk about that. Oh too no, much you that. can talk about whatever you um, want. Well, no, I'm talking about because this. You know, I, I tell everybody because, you know, everybody has their... Because we've been raised a certain mm-hmm, way. Mm-hmm. And so, thankfully, I am a musician. And so, when I tell people, I've, I've, I've functioned in the role of, of a pastor um, at, a, at a certain point, And some people still see me as that. But to me, me being that is no different than me being a musician. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I function as a musician because I can play. I function as a pastor because I, mm-hmm. I care and shepherd people. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as being a pastor mm-hmm. of a church... That's mm-hmm. yeah, do, do you think because just like historically speaking, um, being being a pastor, because I, I think I think you're really touching on something in terms of like how this is, the handful of young pastors I know, um, yeah, <laughs> that's right. That you know, I'll the the one pot, the, you know, some positive. I'll, I'll stay on the positive in that like the cool thing has been that it's not like in the olden days or whatever where like being a pastor was your entire identity like mm-hmm. you, you know like in tv shows and yeah. movies like you see some guy like shopping in the aisle for like cereal and he's got on his like his whole robe and everything it's like yeah. pastors are just never not pastors exactly you know not a dad yeah not a husband yeah and now the bible tells you you're a husband first and a dad first but that that i don't know yeah my, yeah. Dad, my dad didn't see that part either yeah so <laughs> yeah hey i feel that man yeah so yeah yeah, but no, I'm saying so. Um, yeah, I well, like I said, like I'm I'm that type of person that you know, whenever something grabs my attention, um, I have to learn. Um, I guess one of my biggest fears, honestly, because of how I was raised, I loved how I was raised, but at the same time, um, one thing I got, and this is why it's good to have mentors. Mm-hmm. I mean, my sister was just talking about this the other day because again, there's pros and cons of growing up in the church. Um, but because of my music, same thing how you said, like, okay, this tuba thing, but I'm noticing, mm-hmm. well, the music thing was the thing that brought me around people that actually were able to take the baton where my dad yeah. could no longer run. Yes. Um, and I was one of those ones. And, you know, yes, the Cosby was a great show. I grew up on the Cosby, but technically, in reality, it probably did a disservice to us mm. because it made a lot of us want yeah. that unrealistic life. Yeah. 
And so a lot of times I would get upset, like, why isn't my dad like Dr. Hustable? Why my dad this? Why my? And I'm realizing as I've gotten older, had my dad been more involved, mm -hmm. then would I be more like my dad who did not have a high school diploma? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have a master's degree. Mm -hmm. Why? Because in where he left off, I met individuals that had degrees or were accomplished musicians and teachers and all these different people who I'm like, wow, so something that I can pull from. Mm -hmm. Next thing I know, now I'm finding myself yeah. wanting to go back to school. Or, you know, one of my other friends was like, you know, you're not too young to buy a house. And growing up, nobody told you to buy a house. You thought you had to have like a million dollars to mm -hmm. buy a house. Mm -hmm. Well, I was one of the first persons in my immediate circle to actually own his own property in my oh, 20s. Gosh. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But because of a friend in the industry who was like, yo, you should, you know, you're making this money. You know, you should. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't. You can afford it? Absolutely. <laughs> Two yeah. years later, I have yeah. a house. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it was because of me. And I was saying with my sister, unfortunately, she didn't have the same opportunity. So she finds herself in a different mm -hmm. thing and dealing with different stuff. But, you know, so it's definitely good that, you know, we, we know who we are, uh, know what we're called to do. But at the same time, understand that it's so much bigger than the, mm -hmm. than the, 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 the playing yeah. and the, the, the gigs. Like, like, this is an opportunity to network. Yeah. And I mean, and I don't mean on the Hollywood network, right. but the, the the transparent networking where you meet people who can actually expose you to different parts yeah. of life that you would have never known exactly. had you just been. Yeah, you know. So I'm I'm that kind of stuff, you know. So I'm glad you even at 24 you're saying that. Um, honestly, I didn't see that until I got past growing up trauma. Mm -hmm. um, I was so you know uh, angry about certain things. It wasn't until I really opened my eyes to like Nelson, you got to let that stuff go. Everything happens for a reason. That's when I started to really pay attention to the people around me. I'm mm -hmm. like, well, even though you may not have this at home, look at all these great people you have around you. That's that's dropping mm -hmm. gems every day in yeah. your life. You know, yeah. once I started to really pay attention to that, my musicality grew, my finances grew, my my ability to just think. Matter mm -hmm. of fact, I have history in Santa Monica. I, I met a guy. I call him. Um, yeah, I can say it. I call him my white dad yeah. <laughs> um, because, uh, as a matter of fact, it's like early 2000s. Matter of fact, right after right after 9 11, yeah. he heard me play. So I'm saying how, how everything works. Mm -hmm. He heard me play on this girl's um, song. And he's like, not even on, he was a, a major producer. Mm -hmm. He's like, who's the guy playing keys? Wow. Then called the guy, like, hey, this guy wants to come meet you. And he literally, like, I'm like a young 20 year old. Irresponsible kid, yeah. <laughs> you know. He calls me over. I start playing. Like literally, the first song that I did with him went gold. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, and this is before. This is the early two thousand. So internet wasn't big. So the CDs yeah. were still selling. Yeah. So my first, literally, the first song that I did with him sold half a million copies, wow. and it was with a legend, Al yeah. Jarreau. Like, wow. you know. So I'm, I'm a hip hop kid. I'm a gospel kid. But then I get into this guy's world, and you know. He's doing Al Jarreau. He's doing Jeff Lorber. Um, I did like three Jeff Lorber records with him. I did a, a Richard Elliott's record with him. Um, just different type yeah. of things. Um, just the networking. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, of course, me accepting him as a mentor. Mm -hmm. And he really was like a dad. Mm -hmm. Call him like my white dad because he's the one who taught me how to be organized. He taught me how to to keep record and tracks. And like I bought files back then and everything was yeah. organized, but I wasn't raised like yeah. that. So, you know, it, it, our gifts are so much bigger than just the playing. And again, mm -hmm. like I said, the biggest part, the best part of what we do is when we have the opportunity to meet great people mm -hmm. that can just give us things to help advance mm -hmm. our future, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just want a long tangent. But. No, the, <laughs> yo, it, it, 
every everything you're saying is is spot on, and especially um, it, it's funny because like like uh, in 2021, there's a, a lot of things that I think people now realize are big assets to them, whether socially or professionally. It's like okay, like I got to get headshots and a LinkedIn and have my mm-hmm. social all this and that and like all these things that I need to get a leg up. And it's crazy that like the overall view on mentorship has not really changed in that like like um because I, I mean I, I guess I didn't I didn't I didn't realize it was unusual to have mentors really until the last couple years when like just like in conversation with you know friends my age I'll just be like yeah you know I was just talking to my mentor and they're like what does that mean like what does right. that just someone just like tell you what to do and like what and I was like no like like the way I, I think about it, because it, it, it just always seemed like common sense to me that if there is this road that I want to go down that someone has already been down, <laughs> why would I not? Why would I not ask like, hey, what are the potential pitfalls down the way? What are some things that I maybe can spend more time doing and less time focusing on or whatever, you know, whatever questions you might ask. But the point is that like. Um, unless you're really trying to do, you know, like Elon Musk doesn't have someone to go to, to be like, how do I colonize Mars? Yeah. There is no mentor yeah, for right, that. Cause right. he would, tr- you know, like, unless you're doing something like totally new and crazy, right. you should probably have a mentor in your life. Right. Assuming like, like someone has probably gone down that road, right. you know? I about to say, but I, I will probably, we can probably also say this, that Elon Musk wouldn't have become the Elon Musk without yeah. one. Now he's at the Very point to point. where, yeah. you know, he has a team. When you, when you have a team that you can pay, those are your baby mentors yeah, because yeah. they're helping you excel your yep. meetings and things like that. But I'm pretty sure that Elon Musk did not become Elon Musk without a yeah. bunch of people around him that that help guide him. Yeah. I mean, okay, so you said you know a lot of people who are, who are like, okay, what are the mentor, right? Yeah. Um, what what? Let me just ask this mm-hmm. question: What nationality would they be mostly? Um, I would say mostly white. Wow, okay. I would say mostly white, and and the reason why I say that is because I think, I think whether it's due to um, uh, maybe uh, fathers not present in the household or mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever some crazy is right. going on with in black families, I think m- most black people have had to rely on adults that are not necessarily their blood mother or father, right, right, more so, but so like white people who maybe have had an uh-huh. infrastructure, it, it might. I've noticed to them it seems less obvious to like why that you would sense. seek out like help because like if you have what you need, it's not quite as obvious. Mm-hmm. Even even if they have the resources and they're in a community where mentors are more available, mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't know what you need, it doesn't even matter if there's like an ample amount of it. So, uh, to, yeah, to answer your question, but say that that makes sense. Though. I'm glad I did ask that question because you just helped me see something too. Because yeah. again, I'm almost. Yeah, I'm 19 years older than you. Okay. Um, so, at my when I'm your age, so I'm from the group of people. Like, have you ever seen the movie Fences? Ah, uh, no. Nah. With Denzel Washington. Oh my gosh, it's an amazing movie. But it it's it's a um the scene is shot and takes place like back in the 60s, 70s, mm-hmm. and it's funny because when I first saw that, people were like, "Are you getting emotional?" And I'm not really an emotional person mm-hmm. like that, but. I was like, yo, like in movies, and I laugh at people who get mm-hmm. emotional movies, but it hit me because it reminded me at this time my dad already passed away, mm-hmm. but it reminded me of 
wow, this is how my dad was. Wait, not to not to cut you off. Yeah. Is this? I think on Twitter recently, I there was a, a scene of Denzel basically like chewing his son out. It looked Probably. like it was like in a back alley yeah, or something. Yeah, okay, yeah. So I haven't seen the movie, but I have. I've seen that scene like a million times. That was my yeah, daddy. Yeah, that because people that were scene. commenting on like, yo, like. Cause there's still a lot of black people that are like, yeah, you know, that's how you need to talk to your kid to like make him realize no. that they. And then there's there's, and then like the other side is like, mm, that's that's trauma. It it is. Yeah, and I was about to say, and but that's why I guess it makes sense why you say now because your generation mm -hmm. did accept more because they, there were more single single parent families. The older we get, the mm -hmm. more they're single parents, mm -hmm. and so like you said, so now you do because I even. When I'm in my twenties and thirties, I was a mentor to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, but growing up, when I was younger, I mean, my dad was in the home, but mm -hmm. I still had, a, but I had that kind of fences type dad. Mm -hmm. And so, one of the things that, unfortunately, because of how he was raised, and they didn't let that go, it was you were raised under like nobody's going, and they get it because back then things were interesting when he was growing up. So yeah. it's like no one's going to hand you anything. You got to work for this. You got to do this. You got to do that. You can't. Mm -hmm. So you grew up to not ask for help you yeah. grow up not to to yo like how do you do that yep. but, but it was so i honestly it was a blessing that the, i didn't ask my mentors to be mentors mm -hmm. they just became yeah. that but i would have never yeah. known to ask because of my dad telling me mm -hmm. you got to figure it out on your own ain't nobody the world's not gonna stop mm -hmm. spinning for you blah 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 you know man up mm -hmm. and that's how we were raised and unfortunately like, even though i get why it was done that mm -hmm. way it wasn't to our benefit and i yeah. think a lot of my generation missed out on a lot of a growth because mm -hmm. We were too uh, trained not to ask for help, mm -hmm. not to ask for mm -hmm. mentors. So I'm glad your generation is way different than ours. Yeah, yeah. It's it's um and you know, honest, I don't even know. I, I honestly don't know if it's if it's <laughs> that much different. Like I, I I would not say it is different in the household. Maybe it's different in terms of like the information that's just like widely available. Gotcha. I think it's different in that <laughs> regard, but like I mean, obviously, uh, uh, you know, anyone that's aware of history, you know, it takes a lot of time for things to be fundamentally different, Absolutely. like like on a generational level. Mm -hmm. But I do agree with you that, um, like, I think what is mostly responsible for any of like the more I, I, I would say in my generation, there's like a there is a general like a higher awareness of uh trauma why it's important to deal with it mm -hmm. and just like talk about it in right. general but i would say that's mostly because of the resources that are, that are just like available to anyone just the internet basically yeah, yeah, and yeah. being able to like you know see that conversation happen um because you shit we would not be seeing that happening in a lot of our households like 20 years ago without the yeah Absolutely you know <laughs> um so you know and 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 you know i i uh like i've said in you know, previous episodes, I guess, talking to people um, like I, I, I got in trouble a lot growing up as a kid. Um, and uh, if it weren't for um, my main mentor, who's still like I still hit him up like every day, mm -hmm. um, I would not have had like. Yeah, it just it just it just. I, I think because I that's a, a thing that I agree with you strongly in that. Um, or not even agree, you just kind of made a statement that that you didn't really ask for them to be mentors. But I'm just glad that like, I there was something that I was just so passionate about mm -hmm. that someone saw that and said, and that's damn. What that's what happened to yeah. me. They saw the passion and thank God that they were good enough 
as human beings to be like, mm-hmm. hey, I want to yeah. help this kid. Like, I see where he is. I see mm-hmm. his humility. You know, you're older. You can tell when somebody's going to be receptive. Yeah. And I'm always receptive. Yeah. So, thankfully, they, they could have been selfish and yeah. be like, okay, who? Which, I ain't going to lie, there were some people mm-hmm. who used me for my gift. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, just want to play. Great. Mm-hmm. Here, here's a, like, literally, like, mm-hmm. here's a Happy Meal. Mm-hmm. Like, or here's a McDonald's. Yeah. And, and like, yeah. you just got paid, like, a bunch of money yeah. and I did your job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I had those, but then, of course, I, I'll, I'll keep them mm-hmm. to be able to have mm-hmm. the other ones. Yep. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And, dude, I, I, man, you know, going through uh, school, college, and, and all that, um, and I, I think uh, anyone, any, any uh, student of color, um always has to ask themselves if like they're being sought after because of like the optics or because like of their actual skill level and what they have to offer. Yeah. That's that's a fucking gamble for as long right. as we're alive. It's like, okay, like does this school like want to take a picture of me for like the fall semester cover because I mean, I know I'm dope. I yeah, know I've put exactly. in the work, but like why are we why are we like actually here on like a you know yeah, it, it, that's that's a whole Ooh, other brother. conversation, brother. but it kind of it does tie into mentorship in the sense yeah. that like I I I have black mentors I have white mentors but the one thing with um, white mentors and and this main my main mentor he's a white guy and I didn't know better as a kid to like know. Um, you know, what I should be looking for in, in a mentor. And that's why I say I'm lucky in that he just happened, he just happened mm-hmm. to be a decent human being. Like, right. but because I didn't have the skills Man. to like, know, it could have gone too. down a whole other road. Right. I didn't, like, I didn't know. Like, you're, when you're nine, you don't know what to right. look for in a, <laughs> in a human yeah, being. Um, if anything, based on your experiences, you at least know uh, red flags. Yeah. But you don't you don't know there's that extra level of um, manipulation that yeah. as a kid there's just no way you could be aware of like that long game planning that someone could be doing right. with you yeah. there's no way right so anyway man on, on that topic in terms of just like mentorship um, it's just it's just so important because it's um uh, I was just I was just talking to a friend um, who. Uh, you know, we, we were kind of, and I guess this is like a, a very spe- specifically a music thing, but um, kind of like debating um, for him, you know, uh, if he would, you know, go get lessons, uh, keep taking lessons and because um, he, he moved to a new city and he was like, you know, I don't really know because like I'm not sure if I like, you know, really what I'm trying to improve at like really requires like a teacher or something. And um, I was like, nah, man, like, like, you're you're not connecting the dots like even if that is true it's not just going to be this person who's helping you with the skill like they are in they are on another level in that city or in that industry and like you're that's so much bigger than someone you're just like learning skills from like that that guy can like you need people who can recognize you're putting in the work and can open the door for you so much bigger than just like the lessons or whatever Thing that you're like actually paying money for, but you're paying for way more than that, you know. So any, anyway, I'm I'm kind of rambling. You've had but, some real good mentors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. a lot of people don't get that, and it's funny. I put up a post today um, because, like, every so often I'll walk at the beach, um, and the purpose of the post I put up today was because um, I knew how far I was going to walk, and the whole path that I was going to walk was a three mile walk. Mm-hmm. But you technically, because of the angle, you only could see a mile and a half up. Mm. So I started showing, 
You know, so it's, you see, it's going to the point you just made. So I took a picture, did the video, like, this is where I'm starting. That mind I have up looks far. Yeah. Took another video, so it was a real. When I got closer, then I took another one when I got a little bit further past it. And then I took another one when I was the three miles away. And now I'm on, I'm a mile and a half on the other side. Yeah. But when I started, I only could see a mile and a half yeah. up yeah. versus seeing three miles away. And so, like you said, sometimes, you know, we're questioning the mile and a half up mm -hmm. instead of just taking the steps to yeah. get to that, not yeah. knowing that once you get to that mile and a half, yeah. there's a whole nother mile and a half that, that you could have missed out on had yeah. you not went that far. So yeah. if in that situation, if you don't talk to this person or, or get with this person or just, is you know what I'm saying, you don't know what's on the other mm -hmm. side of that, mm -hmm. who's going to come in the room or yep. who's going to call, like, hey, you mind if I come by and mm -hmm. do your lesson? Boom. You don't know who mm -hmm. that is. So we, we, we stunt so much of our growth and our progress mm -hmm. because we, we kind of overthink yeah. and just so i'm glad you even said what you said like yeah. this it's bigger like you, you he's this guy's established yeah yeah do it yeah you know yeah and and um uh something i always just try to make like a a conscious note of especially like this one talking about things like this is i think i think 99 of the time things like this are talked about with a underlying goal of like this is how you get what you want I would like to emphasize that like when you are, when you do, it, it was very recent in my thinking when I realized that I needed to start thinking about like how I can provide for people in my, my community, whether that's musicians or like, like my logic was um, if we're all looking for opportunities, are there any of these opportunities that like I can provide for people? Mm -hmm. If everyone's like looking, then how do you become that like provider? And, and that it might not even be, and, and this is not like uh, I like open something that costs a lot of money and like pay people. I don't, I'm not even talking about that. I mean like if we live in a world where people do not feel inspired or feel confident, like can I provide confidence just to my friends in everyday conversations? Like, like I'm not even talking about like some grand thing. It's like, I think beyond just realizing like, oh, okay, how does all this help me? Um, it gets addicting when you realize that like, I, I feel like true belief in yourself is not that you can do something or, or it's not just that. It's then also realizing like, man, like I can impact others. Like I can, I can actually like make someone feel like more confident to go about their day, mm -hmm. which the output of that result is so much bigger than like any little thing you could try to will your way into the world. Like you got people who like have been infected by that positivity, by that mm -hmm. belief, like that's going to have a major, major impact in ways that like you don't even understand. Right. Anyway, I, I mean, I, and I'm sure you get this as a motivational speaker, Absolutely. as a pastor, like, yeah. As a, you just say, as a human being. Yeah, as a human being. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna give you a good, a good story. Um, we were doing a, a gig, uh, we were rehearsal for me and some of my partners. Um, it was a, we did the gig last Friday. So this is by the week leading up to the gig. And I don't wanna, you know, unless it comes up, it comes up, but I don't wanna say what it is, but I'll just say, just for the lack of, for, to make the story what it is, mm -hmm. the artist that we were playing for mm -hmm. is one of the world's top artists now. Um, mm -hmm. I'm playing, you know, this band is full of guns, mm -hmm. like assassins. I mean, uh -huh. like amazing musicians, like that's what we do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we, we don't just do this, we do top TV shows. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. we, we got resumes. Yeah. 
Um, we're walking out of the restaurant, and my boy was like, um, I forgot why it came up. He wasn't just telling me this to just just to brag, but I, again, I forgot how it came up. But it was two two females that we didn't even know mm -hmm. that sat um, to the to the well to the left, and um, it was one of their birthdays, mm -hmm. and we both we are overheard. We all overheard it. Mm -hmm. My, uh, I guess because the guy brought back his car, mm -hmm. he had paid for the dinner for them because it was her birthday. Oh. You know, yeah. don't know us nothing. Wow. But because, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is, when I tell you, now this guy is one of the, like, it guys today. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And it reminds you, like, and that it's funny because even when I started, when I first got out into this world of playing, you know, with the bigger world, um, I start to realize the, the musicians and the, the the most talented people are the most humble people. Yeah. Um, it it kind of it baffled me. I'm like, it, which here's the thing though. What I did, what I do understand is, and I hope this makes sense when I say this, is that arrogance is the confidence. What whey protein is the chicken. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a supplement. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a supplements don't replace. It just stands in the the gap or it stands in the in that space yeah. until you replace it with the real thing. Yep. You can't live off supplements. Yeah. They might help because you have nothing else. And arrogance is the same thing. All arrogant people are insecure people, people with a lack of confidence, you know. Yeah. But then when you're in this space that we're in and you're seeing what we're doing and you're seeing like, we don't have nine to fives. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, everything is by way of call. Mm -hmm. We don't even send out resumes, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. People don't have to call yeah. you. So it does bring a sense of entitlement, I mean, not entitlement, of, of gratefulness, mm -hmm. you know, where it's like, wow, like, you do. We just mm -hmm. all, it's amazing, like, how my whole circle of close friends, everybody's just, like, grateful, humble, yeah. speak to everybody, love on everybody. Mm -hmm. It's just what we do, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah. No, the, the, first of all, that, that, that analogy is... Like that, that, that hits me, uh, specifically. Cause I remember I have like, I, I'll have, um, I, I think early on when I started getting to like fitness stuff, um, like 80% of my protein was coming from the protein shakes. So they're convenient. I was also yeah. like a full-time student at the time. So I was like, yeah, like I don't. And then like you go back to just like actually eating like the real food and you're like, mm, this is what the body's like actually supposed to feel like. So, yeah. you know, on that and that that analogy was was spot on, but I especially with the arrogance and um confidence thing, um hmm. That's interesting because maybe as musicians we're really fortunate to be able to be on the extreme side of this feeling. But there is nothing, nothing feels better than when things are like perfectly in sync Man. and you in real time understand that like doing your part is contributing to a larger thing. And I say that, I preface that by saying maybe we're lucky as musicians to see, it's a lot more obvious. Like yeah. some working in some office doesn't, it might not be quite as obvious how like this paper they just filed out is like yeah. a... You know what I mean? But but when you're in that band, when you're with these really cool guys or something like like in real time, he's playing off of you. You're playing off of right. him. He's like like that. And and that being said, it's it's. I would say you know the, maybe the the image that that um, the you know maybe Hollywood has given uh, uh, musicians whether in like film or have like only focused on certain music personalities like. 
the music diva, the the like rock, like super arrogant, selfish rock star, like that is like at least in my experience, that is a much smaller percentage of the industry oh, than like like I, I don't even know. It's not even worth acknowledging. Like that's how small it is because no one wants to work with anyone like Hello. that. You know, so so anyway, I just I really resonate with what you say in terms of like you and your friends. And even though you guys are playing with these big people, it still goes back to that, like those magical moments when you realize like, man, like the best that I feel like, like I've had moments where it's like I feel like I am playing at my best because not only am I playing at my base, like best, like like the part that like I like the thing I'm supplying mm-hmm like they are also playing at their best. And like right. you feel like that is when I have felt the most musically fulfilled. Not when I'm just like here practicing by myself and I'm like, oh, this sounds great. Yeah. It's when like everything is just perfectly in sync. So anyway, I mean, you could you could go on, uh, on yeah. about that. But, um, you know, on, on that note, man, I guess I guess because you you've uh, and I, I think I, I think I know the, the big artists like that <laughs> you're talking about, but I totally understand that. Uh, uh, not <laughs> bringing up the name, but um, on, on that note, I mean, what was it? What was it? Um, I, I guess kind of staying on that. Are, are there gigs where you or experiences in, in music that like kind of you like extracted much, much bigger like lessons and like just life lessons from just from those experiences, whether like musically or just like the the, the work side of it, because it sounds like this one you just mentioned, mm-hmm. like you realized, you know, the humility that goes into it is like how it can come out sounding so good. But like, are there other performances where like it was uh, in a way, maybe it was like the the a moment of like just growth, whether as a musician or as a person? Oh, man, I mean, my thing is this depending on what your foundation is, mm-hmm. it's going to determine like what you walk away with. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting that through everything. And it's funny, through, even through certain situations where some might take things. I, I just use for example, so mm-hmm. when I first started playing with this group of musicians, um, it's again, that's why it's relationships, everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, how good you think you are? Mm-hmm. They don't like you. Yeah. Um, so even how I got connected with this, this these set of musicians was the original keyboard player, I just got promoted to like a, just a, a crazy situation that was amazing. And it's funny because at that point, I, I literally started the church and wasn't really playing. Mm-hmm. But he still was like, man, uh, the person I think in LA that can really pull this off. And Nelson, wow. man, he passed in there like, oh, mother homeboy's like, just call him. Yeah. I, I think he'll do it. Yeah. I did it. Um, but here's the thing, too. This is why, you know, when you're in this world, it's not really about how good you are. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like, okay, so you can be an amazing basketball player, but changing teams don't mean your style of playing is going to fit. Spot on. So, you know, that, you know, so I'm I'm, I, I'm, I'm sitting in for my buddy or, you know, taking my buddy's spot who's been playing with these group of musicians for like the last 15 years. Yeah, yeah. So imagine what kind of gel they have. Yeah. So I'm coming in now. Wow. Where I'm coming from, I, I play well. We mm-hmm. don't need to. Talk about it, think about mm-hmm. it. We play well together. Yeah. That's over here. Yeah. Over here is a whole nother ball game. The MD thinks different, sees different. And at the beginning, it was it was rocky. Um, it was completely rocky. Like my man ain't, you know, he 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 can be a little sharp. Yeah. And it would be certain times where, you know, I might not approach it the way he wanted me to, and he would light into me like, mm. 
like it was a, a fire in the in the mountains. Like be some some interesting. And that happened over a course of time. Yeah. But every time he said something, what would happen? Instead of me like going home and like f this, I went home, did what I needed to do, came back mm-hmm. the next day, and it's like okay, I see. Yeah. And so, of course, over a course of time, what he ended up telling me, he was like, he's like that with everybody when they're new. He's mm-hmm. like, because like you're about to be in a whole lot of situations. Mm-hmm. I need to make sure you can stand up against mm-hmm. pressure. Mm-hmm. And he said, the one thing I respect about you, no matter what I said, no matter how I said it, when you came back, you came back yep. focused, ready, and you had the part. Yep. That's why you're here. Yep. Wow. Um, there's so much, again, there's just so much that you touched on. In one, I mean... I definitely was uh, uh, under, um, like, I, I was, I think, mo- especially maybe in music, but also just in, in any young person or, or person just going into, like, the next level of something, there might be this assumption that, like, perfection is absolutely demanded the second that you're there. Mm-hmm. And, um I mean, that's not to say that there aren't things like that, but it's it's way, 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 way less. This yeah. is not like you're not the swimmer who has like the one shot every four years right, to win, right. you know, like like you know, you probably yeah. have a second chance like in a week. Right. So, you know, that being said, I do think that there's this um there's a pressure we put on ourselves um because we think that we think other people do not like have any like tolerance for growth or do not understand mm. that like you know pe- people grow and people um uh get better over time and um it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier in terms of about um not choosing the mentor but having this energy where you were uh humble and eager enough that someone saw that and was like okay let let's you know let's see what this can go and in- turn into and it's probably that same skill or just that same thing in you and where like this guy may have seen that okay it's rocky right now but the fact that you showed receptiveness at all times and was like okay like this guy's right let me go back to the drawing board or just whatever just fix whatever that that is it's um I guess to, to, to conclude this, that because we co- like consciously know that perfection is impossible, mm-hmm. is it not more important to develop the skill of just simply being receptive to correction? Like if, if, if mistakes and the need for correction is inevitable, mm-hmm. why not build up that this, this, some type of you know, skill in yourself to just be more receptive to, to mistakes. And not only that, but I think something that you also said, like, oh man, there's so many times where you may, you feel like you're in a, you dug, you're, you dug a hole for yourself mm-hmm. so many times when you dig a much bigger hole than it's actually there. Mm-hmm. And I think it, a lot of what you just spoke about, it's like, okay, you were in this thing where, okay, something didn't go well. But you could have totally fucked it up by like talking, but being like, no, I disagree or no, like that was that guy's like you could have took it, made it way worse. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, I I guess it's not really even a a question, but it seems like that's something that you inherently knew. Like, like, okay, this is not going so great, but let me not like make it worse. Let me just like do what needs to be done. 
Yeah. Here's the thing, especially with what we do, um, you read though, right? Yeah. So you do have readers. Um, readers have nothing to do with feeling. That mm -hmm. has them to do with reading. Um, and the other end with people who play by ear, mm -hmm. we have careers because we learn to play off mm -hmm. what we feel. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is we sometimes uh, transfer the, the feeling of playing to, to, our, to our feelings um, in, 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 as far as being mm -hmm. there and what happens. Like we basically, we, we operate mm -hmm. in our personal feelings versus using the feelings that got you the job in mm -hmm. the first place, the mm -hmm. feelings, the professional feelings I'm gonna call them for mm -hmm. now. Um, and so the reason why I was able to deal with, because trust me, I didn't even get into what he was saying and how he was saying mm -hmm. it. Trust me, most people would have left there crying. Yeah. He can go yeah. in. Great guy. But like when he's, when it's about business, he yeah. can go in. Yeah. But because I don't operate in my feelings when I'm working, it's a job. Yeah. And where we mess up, a lot of us mess up is we do our job in our feelings. Yeah. Not knowing your feelings will get you fired. Yeah. They're both F's for a reason. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Same thing in relationships. Feelings can get you fired from a relationship, from yep. a job, from anything. Mm -hmm. So you have to be careful regardless of how it may make you feel. You check your feelings and you, you know, it's what's going on. It's what they're saying, correct? You know, it, first of all, is he the MD? Mm -hmm. if the, if, do I want the job? To, you know what I'm saying? It's not like what he's saying is like off or wrong. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So yeah, like I said, I could have walked out with my head between my legs mm -hmm. or I could have walked up, well, I walked out with my, with my, with my chest out, and I know yeah. I'm not. I know I'm good at what I do. Yeah. I'm just not good in his environment. Yeah, yeah. So now, okay. So I realized that because, and it's funny because I'm not hypocritical. I remember other musicians being in that same position that I'm in, where they'll come play with me in my circle, and I'm like, "Yo, what's that? Oh, don't play that." Yeah. And it's not that what they're playing is wrong. Yeah. It's it doesn't fit here. Yeah. So I knew that from that experience, what I was doing wasn't necessarily wrong. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't fit how they mm -hmm. approach music. Mm -hmm. Now you need to sit back, regroup, and get trained. Mm -hmm. Because what's going to happen is if I get past my feelings, which I did, obviously, then that makes me good here mm -hmm. and here. Yeah. So now I've doubled my worth. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, it's funny because I've been on... I've been on the opposite side of, of, of right? I, I don't know if it's opposite, but I guess in a, in a different length, like I uh, started <laughs> off musically um, uh, uh, playing by ear uh, full time. That, that's how I started off. Like I, my parents, because I, I was that kid that like, I would like beg for like some new thing and then I'd be like done with it a week later. So when I like, came across the trombone, they were like, okay, like you seem like you're having a good time. So like the first like, three, four years of uh, playing, um, I would just like, because uh, I listened to like a lot of like old school music growing up. So like I would I would just like uh, listen to Michael Jackson and mm. then like I would like on like just like regular paper, not I didn't even know what like staff paper was at the time. I would just like write the notes oh, that like I'm hearing and like that's, that's how I learned. And then when I went to the conservatory because I just somehow, because I grew up listening to like hip hop and rock and soul and but something about like classical music just like really gripped me. So mm -hmm. my reading was weak going into um, uh, a school. And then I would be in these like very, very intense environments where it's like, yo, like, like obviously now I get it. But like uh, thinking that like the, the conductor was just being like an asshole being like, man, that dotted 16th. <laughs> like there's a very clear difference between that and like the 32nd. And I'm like, but it's like basically there. It's basically that. But like. It, 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 um, but, and I, and I, I tell that story just because 
there there was a eventually a realization that like okay there are just going to be whether it's different genres different ensembles or a lot of times within the same genre but there's just a different style that is being it's just being done like just you can't be like dogmatic about any yeah. one way that you've learned something it's like okay you want to be here like here's what we have found that works for us and uh, and i think you know i know for people listening it's like okay i'm not a musician i don't know if i can relate this goes for any industry if any you industry. go from one bank to another and you're like well this is how we did this thing oh, at this yeah. thing people aren't going to like you <laughs> like that's that's you know so it's not even just music it's it's um I, and I and 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 I would say just lastly on, on this topic, um, it t- did take. It took me a while to stop seeing that as a burden and start seeing it just like as another opportunity to learn how to do something another way. It's 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 the only way to grow. Yeah, that's how you become. I mean, I, I, I've I've thought this way before. I started reading books, but it's just funny when you feel a certain way or think a certain way. All the stuff that validates that just binds you but the one thing that i've learned about i mean you look at because one of the words that people just have a problem with um especially in relationship is the word serve Mm -hmm. because for whatever reason Mm -hmm. we see the word serve and we see the word slave yeah damn and because so again because we understood what serving really was and if i say once i say this company one of the best servants of our day apple you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying what did they do? They served the need, yeah. wow. which made life convenient for people. Okay, well, you won't, you know, let's let's make all this stuff to connect for them. The phone, the pad, the computer, the we'll give them, you know, uh, AirPods. We'll, we'll yeah. give them all, all these cables, all these cords, and we're going to make their lives so convenient yeah. that they can't live without us. Yep. People don't understand. When you learn how to serve, which i.e. means that you learn how to accommodate and 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 um, what's the other word I want to say? You um, to adjust, mm-hmm. you bring that much more value yeah. on yourself. You make yourself again value. You appreciate mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. now, and that's that's literally why I'm so well versed in so many things mm-hmm. is because I made myself valuable in so many yeah. areas. People want to call like, well, I'm gonna call him because this, or mm-hmm. I'm gonna call because you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you you got to be receptive to that kind yeah. of stuff because it's it's your value. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really like that that the use of that word serve. I never, I never thought about it um, that way, and um, it kind of, it does kind of feel similar. To, I mean, again, just a, a recent realization that I I had. Um, I guess the word I was using was like provide, but mm-hmm. just um, you notice they go together. Provide, yeah, provide a and serve. Yeah, provide yeah. a service. Exactly, they come together. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I and I kind of realized like. Um, you know, it 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 um, it's crazy. It it it, it doesn't. I, I I get it. Especially I I've come. You know, I I have a um, hmm. I, I'm I've always been intrigued by the psychology of uh, money, like how money affects us or the lack of money, uh, which most of us probably relate to more, mm-hmm. and um, like. I guess I, until like around second, third year of college, I never really had like a, the type of money where like I was not, where I was sure that like I was good the next month. 
Like it took a while to get to that point um, financially to where I'd be like, yo, like I don't have to like worry on like a weekly basis for mm-hmm. like needs and shit. And I say that because like it ties into um, moments in where you realize that the things that like you were once concerned about, you don't need to be concerned about anymore. Mm-hmm. That that might sound basic, but this is why there's so many documentaries on athletes going broke. Uh, because it's like, it, you don't just get money and you're like, okay, I'm wealthy. Now I'm going to invest in these stocks that are going to build wealth. Like you don't, you don't, because those things lack of something or an abundance of something like literally shapes who you are and they don't just like disappear if like you know if that abundance or that lack or whatever just like comes out of nowhere and i think that that also ties into what we're saying with provide and serve thing and that like um maybe maybe it's even a part of growing up where like if you've been a i've been a uh, according to law, you know, I've been a child mm-hmm. for the majority of my life. So I have been served m- almost my entire life. And I'm realizing there's like a, there's a deliberate switch mm-hmm. that you have to make when you like realize like, can, I can, I, I can be like the people who provided for me. Mm-hmm. Like, like that, like, like I, it's funny because when you say things out loud like this, they sound basic, yeah. but to actually like, to actually do it and make that switch and realize like, oh, I don't, I don't, I'm no longer that, I don't, of course, there's aspects of the style mentality that you should keep forever, which is like, the, you, you should be wanting to learn and stay humble and all that. But then there's also aspects of, uh, so I guess leadership that, mm-hmm. that I would say, I would say you, like you have to deliberately realize mm-hmm. that you're no longer in that like this position where you just need to like sit there and wait for someone to give you something like you can create things for yourself or the people around you, but you have to make that switch like very, very deliberately. And I, and I feel like that ties into, your, you know, what you're saying in terms of like serving because you can't do that until you realize that you can Right. So it's, it's, um, it's tough, man. And, and, uh, you know, last thing I guess I'll say on this point too, is just maybe within music. Um, I, I didn't connect these things in the moments, like as a kid, like while they were happening, mm-hmm. but, um, it would feel good. Like when I was even younger, I remember like 15, 16, if uh, I talked to some like bar owner in Baltimore and he was like, yeah, you know, we need a, a brass band. Um, uh, can you, you know, put together this set list of songs and, and and then like I would go reach out to like three or four of my friends, you know, I need two trumpets, this and that, and like we gotta play like these like New Orleans stuff or this pop stuff, whatever. And it it felt good organizing that stuff and like providing an opportunity for my friends. And at the time I didn't realize that um I could like deliberately do that i could like deliberately put myself in positions where like i can i can provide for the people around me like yeah. it, it's just very recently where i realized like man like that's 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 what i should be 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 pushing for it's very easy mm-hmm. to just like sit in your house and be like well i hope someone calls me exactly <laughs> like yo what are you doing like what are you creating yourself what are, like why aren't you the person calling you know anyway i mean and and again for people listening it's this isn't even like i think 
the vehicle in which we are using to discuss like larger topics is music, but I don't think this is like a uh, a, a music thing, you yeah. know. So music is definitely a, I, I call it my vehicle. Yeah, you know, same as you. Like I learned, I learned this a long time ago because I'm I ask questions and then you do get answers. And I used to always ask like, you know, especially back then, I had like a group of friends. We were all grew up playing together, and there's four of us, and the three. Them dudes were like phenomenal. Of course, I mean, people, I mean, I still could play, obviously, but to me, just their capability, the way I had one friend, like he grew because he was on punishment all the time. So all he could do was practice. And so, you know, all he, they wouldn't let him listen to music. So what is he learning? He's learning all the TV show themes. Yeah. Like the dude could play everything. But then by the time we become adults, guess who's the ones who's who's calling them for gigs? Yeah. Yeah. It would be me. Yeah. You know? And I realized that, you know, like I said, while I'm sitting there, like, why am I, when else, and you're not designed to be as good as them because this is your vehicle. For some people, that's their destination, mm -hmm. to be honest. Mm -hmm. But to some, mm -hmm. uh, some, other, some, some others, um, it, it's like I say, it is our vehicle. And so... I was I, I realized that I'm as good as I'm supposed to be, so that I could get into mm -hmm. the doors mm -hmm. that I can get in. Mm -hmm. You know, which also just trips me out because when I think about people that I know are walking in it, and this is my vehicle, and I can still rub shoulders with you, mm -hmm. I can still giggle with you. Yeah, that's a humbling thing. That says yeah. a lot. Like what else? Because you still got another step. Yeah, yeah. That's that blows my yeah. mind all the time. Man, that that's and you can't you cannot put a you can put a price tag price tag on how much you will pay someone to play the keys for this event for this allotted amount of time but you cannot buy someone who is genuinely thinking of like the greater outcome of this thing you can't buy someone who wants to see others flourish mm -hmm. in that like, like like that that's something that like again outside of music um you it will never you know and i know it's cool to you know, we've got like influencers today that are like, especially it reaches, um, I would say young men uh, are probably the most uh, susceptible to believing that like the lone wolf alpha control, like th there's so much of that bullshit out there that like convinces you that like, oh, don't, you know, if, if you're, if you're giving too much, you're soft. If you're a team player, it means you're being like, subordinate to the other alpha guy or some shit like there's just so much shit like that out there that is basically telling people that it's not worth their time to have like a team mindset and um anyway there's something that for some reason popped up in my head when you were just you were acknowledging that the other three guys you were playing with um were these phenomenal guys um and uh i remember um as a kid, one of the first movies I ever watched was uh, the Temptations movie. Mm. And I wondered, as a kid, I was like, Otis isn't as good as any of those guys. So why is he so like, why is he like the leader? Why is he calling the shots? And like now I go back to him like, oh, because like that dude who can bring people together, who doesn't give up on people, who's there for people. That is so necessary in any group, in any industry that like, okay, these guys might be up here in their specific skill, 
but like n- that none of that shit matters if there's not someone there who realizes like the the bigger picture and yeah. how to bring out the best in everyone how to calm this guy down how to raise this guy up like that's that is worth that is worth having um and it's not like he was any scrub or anything that mm-hmm. is not that's not what it, what's being said right now it's that like if you find someone to replace him who is much much better at that skill what will the overall outcome for the band and the right. legacy be? That, exactly. That's, that's kind of, you know, what I'm saying. Exactly. And I think you really hit on that. Like you, you like recognize that those other three guys um, that you were playing with are like these phenomenal guys. But I'm sure that that even just, you know, speaking to you for however long we've been speaking that like you brought these qualities to it that um, as a whole like just kept it going in yeah, ways that like absolutely. you can't really measure musically you know yeah, so funny you ever see i'm uh, you ever heard of a movie called jerry Maguire? yeah yeah it's funny so that's the when that movie came out that's literally what they nicknamed me amongst oh, musicians yeah. call jerry Maguire. you need a gig yeah. in the city call jerry Maguire. Yeah. because i had musician friends but i also was friends with all the pastors yeah yeah the ones who wrote the checks. Yep. <laughs> they would call me, like, you know a musician? If Nelson say they're good, if Nelson said they got a good personality, yeah. yeah. I trust them. Yeah. Hiring people on the spot. Yep. Like it was literally people are moving to LA, like, and people would give them my number. Hey, call this dude. He'll yeah. make sure you got something. Yeah. Because while everybody else, I mean, again, I still practice, but I also spent a lot of the while everybody else was spending too much time practicing, I was also spending time yep. developing relationships. Yep. yep. Yeah, man. I I mean uh, and it, this probably sounds obvious to you because you know you're you're just like this. I did a little like booking um, myself in like my last uh, two years in Baltimore for coming out here, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't realize that it wasn't common sense to mm-hmm. not just book based on skill, but like being aware of the people you are booking them with and yep. making sure that like they will sync. Yeah. In every way, yeah. Like I thought that was common sense. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so, so, and especially, obviously, out here, I think the the, the network is a ten times bigger than than Baltimore, um, in the sense that like you have even more people to shuffle through, and like in in that and in that regard, uh, a higher level of accountability in terms of like, okay, this maybe this pastor or this bandmate is re- uh, relying on me to find someone that like can do the job. Mm-hmm. And of course, like, you know, you're, 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 when you're doing it, like you're not telling people like how hard your job is or anything. Yeah. It's just something that you know exactly. to make them happy. Like the whole point is for them to like not have to think about it. Exactly. It's just like, oh, I call this guy. I know I have what I need. Exactly. Yeah. That's again, go back to the Apple products. Apple products make you not have to really think. Yeah. I'm going to make everything work for you. So yeah. you don't got the cloud. You ain't got to think about yeah. it. It's, yeah. There. Yeah. Know, it's a little evasive now with Siri, but yeah. we get the point, yeah. you know. Yeah. But that's how that's how we that's how we make ourselves valuable and knowing those little details. Yeah. 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 Man, I mean I I I would pick your brain uh forever, man. I just I know that that uh we have limited time. So I there's I there's other things that, that you do that I want to um uh touch on in in that um, so where did the, cause I, I, I saw that you've, uh, written for a couple of films, I think mm-hmm. TV shows, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. So, um, how did, I'm, I'm a, ha, have you, have you, have you, were you kind of like writing your whole life 
or did, was that something that just completely came out uh, like make, maybe later on? No, writing. Writing, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, but what, even the stuff that I did for TV, composing is a whole nother ballgame. Yeah. Game. yeah. Um, but again, same thing, the way I got into that world, I'll never forget, like I had a friend who I was, at, the, at this time I was playing for one of the biggest churches in LA. So, I mean, it's, everybody goes there, magic. It's all kind of people go there. So, so you had this, so I had a friend, and, you know, again, just I'm nice to everybody. Yeah. So, why it's good to be nice. Yeah. I'm not, you know. Anyways, well, so I'm nice to her. So she had asked me to come to her birthday party, and it was on a Sunday. Well, this church they had over twenty thousand members, so they had a lot of services. So Sunday after Sunday night, they had a Sunday night service. You're tired, yeah. But I told her I was gonna go, mm-hmm. sleepy and all. I'm gonna still go to her party because yeah. I told her I was gonna go. Yeah. I go to the party. I meet the assistant producer to the film, the first film that I ever did. You need, yeah. So my friends like, yo, this is my friend. They do films, and this is my boy Nelson. He he produced for this artist and blah blah. At this time, I only had songs on records, and so oh, we're working on this. Um, it's funny, like a, a film that kind of crosses me over to their world. Like, well, it was a um, the guy's his first uh, faith-based film. Mm-hmm. He was like, and just the people that they were using just wasn't executing the music right. Mm. So he brought me in. Um, he's like, I'm about to just make up a title for you. Brought me in, had me do, I think, three or four songs. Um, a song for Marvin Sapp and some other people who were in the film. And he was like, you know, well, I'm going to give you a couple scenes, too, just to offset because yeah. I got these other two guys already, you know, and I don't want to, I just, I'm loyal. I'm not going to take them out. But yeah, I was figured out. So anyways, you know, and this is how my brain, so I did the songs, but then when he gave me the scenes, it was a it was like a faith based film that was kind of like it would fit I guess in the romantic comedy world. Yeah. All I did was literally for like a, maybe almost two weeks. All I did was watch, go to Netflix and watch um, romantic comedies wow. all day, wow, every day, all day, every day. That's but that's how literally that's how I get good at everything that I do is I saturate myself because you probably only remember a, a, a small mm-hmm. 10, 15, mm-hmm. maybe 20 percent of what you soak up, but that 10 to 20 percent can be amazing mm-hmm. if you soak up a lot. Mm-hmm. So, all I did, did the scene, sent them to him. He literally called and forget, he called me after he plugged him into the movie. He was like, Okay, I'm gonna be honest. He's like, I didn't know what I was gonna expect. He's like, Because most of these church musicians, you call them and they they don't know the difference between playing and, and scoring a yes. film. He was like, Yo, you. Nailed this. Wow. Next film, he gave me like eight, literally, he again, still loyal to other people, but I got literally about 85% of the scenes in the next movie. Damn. Wow. And same thing, saturated myself. Like he sends me, he call, like calls me that day. He's like, man, like you're outscoring my films already. Yeah. Like this is crazy. Yeah. You know, but just me soaking up stuff. Yeah. That, it's uh, uh, going back to, you um, completely diving in to just that, like, um, that skill set, that, that, just that as a whole. Then, you know, w- watching all these romantic comedy movies, um, this is a this specific music thing, so I'll just make a comment so people aren't, like, totally alienated. But, like, I think people would be um, shocked to know how many musicians, like, don't listen to enough music or like mm-hmm. understand why it's important to like do your homework before making your own thing. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of weird. And may, maybe it's, maybe I, I, that's a broad statement. Maybe I should just say like the, the musicians I've met in that, like um, I think as a creator, 
um, there can be this thing where it's like, man, like I want to make my own thing. Why do I need to like know all this stuff that like came before me? Um, I, I don't, I don't think anyone who has seen success thinks like that, but a lot of people attempt creating music and there's a, there's like this, su there's such a weird personal aspect to cr just creating art that like, it just mm -hmm. doesn't even need to be there. Like, yeah. why are you, there's just so much pressure and, and, and identity, unnecessary, like, uh, gravity to like what we're making sometimes it's just mm -hmm. like yo just make music like sometimes right. you just need to tell yourself that but yeah. that being said I mean anyway it's like it's like um I, I, I say that just because you realizing that the first step was not you like going to you know using whatever software or keyboard and just like fucking around and just like putting something out you were like i need to go see like what has come before me yeah. and like soak up the subtleties and nuances that like you you knew that you didn't quite have at the time mm -hmm. but there were people who are doing this and doing it well and that you could learn from them so i just wanted to just comment on that because like that that is that's not even that's not a given i don't think most people would i don't think most people's first step would be like slow down take the time to like learn and like really soak things in before like that making that first note and that that that's were you was that like an obvious thing you to you that you need to do no. someone tell you like oh yeah, yeah okay see. Okay, I'll say what happened again, even though we're talking about music, this can apply pretty mm -hmm. much in any situation, like you said. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you, you gotta always see what was before you. Um, and I, I that's why I say I always try to look at things like, you know, look at it as somebody you're taking a baton, mm -hmm. you know, and and you know, yes, you you can run a hundred meters, but you can't go so far left to where you start over here and the baton is back yeah. here. And that's how a lot of us mess up. Like, and so I was that guy in producing, like people, I, you know, this is what I like. Mm -hmm. I want people to hear me. And I never forget, I was with this one guy and he had an artist and I had an artist at the time I was trying to produce and I listened to music. He was like, yo, the music sounds amazing. He said, but it's just not compatible to, to mm -hmm. basically he's like, okay, so I forgot how he said it, but it was like, okay, like 102.7, kiss, kiss 102.7, whatever. He was like, a lot, of, a lot of the pop hits play on that station. Like, do you can you hear, you know, these songs after that? He's like, that's gonna help you determine. I mean, because you're not an established producer, mm -hmm. so you gotta understand. Like, if your stuff can't be played after the last hit, then yeah. your stuff might not be wow. compatible. And so he like he had me play the song. He was like, okay, you hear your snare. Now go and then play another song. Like, go pull up this Chris Brown song that was hot then. You hear that snare. Go go to song. Hear that snare? How close sonically they are? Totally different from yours. You hear the sound choices, the synth, totally different. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to. So what he taught me was you don't do what they do. You just bring sonically what they bring, and mm -hmm. then take that and mm -hmm. create you. Mm -hmm. Once I did that and start, okay, so that's that's where I got the idea. I mean, he didn't tell me to do this, but it just made sense. So from that point, when I first started getting my first um, placements, mm -hmm. I would listen to the top ten. On Billboard, top ten on iTunes, and even at that time, and all you know, the top ten, everything, and then, okay, boom, I might throw like a. This was a long time ago when that first happened. So I remember like one of the first things I did, I threw a Justin Bieber song in, and I I treated it like I was doing a remake. Mm -hmm. So I EQ'd out a lot of the stuff, and then I just did a track over top of that. Nice. Took him out, yeah. and then then started to put me on top, but yeah. with that foundation. Wow. Song got placed wow. like two weeks later. Yeah. Yeah. That that's 
man, I, you know, uh, again, this is music, but um, the a more the fundamental of what you just said <laughs> is that um, there is a there's an unnecessary amount of pressure on the need to be totally original. There, it's so. And it's and it's one of those things that like you wonder like how did that even circulate around like the community if like the guys at the top are not concerned about that so then how did like everyone at the at, in, in, you know everyone in the beginning or, or middle get so concerned about like creating like the whole total new best thing when got the guys at the top aren't even concerned about Listen, that none of them <laughs> what's I forgot my man's name because he tell you like his his first real big score um, uh, Hans Zimmer. Yeah, he'll tell you like his first big score kind of he 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 took a template from another mm -hmm. major movie, yeah. took that took it like it was a baton, yeah. but ran. So my thing is what what we don't realize, and it, and it's it's a sense of humility mm -hmm. too, because it's our insecurities that make us want to show that we are look I am some you mm -hmm. are somebody, and the thing about it is you can't even mimic somebody exactly because mm -hmm. no one person's alike. So yeah. you're going to be different regardless. Yep. You just got to make sure they're like, and it's, 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 it's mental gains, positive mental gains, but at the end of the day, they don't know you, yeah. so they don't trust you. Yeah. So whether, like I said, whether it's a movie, whether it's a script, whether it's a position, mm -hmm. they don't know you. Yeah. They know who worked before you. Yep. They know what works before you. So oh. when you come and bring them that, yeah. just you just want to make them trust you. Mm -hmm. Once they trust you, then you can start... Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. loosening things, yeah. but they gotta trust you first. Yeah. I don't care how good you are if they don't trust you. Yeah, so. yeah. And 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 first of all, I've I've never heard it put that way, and that makes so so much sense. Um, it's almost like food. I mean, like if you, um, for as far as we we know, we've been making combinations of things that we know that like our gut can process. But if you just <laughs> I don't know, came out of nowhere and was like, yo, I found this like rare plastic that you can eat and gain like nutrients from. I'd probably be like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. Most of the things that I eat and trust are like, it, you know, it has the same fundamentals to right, it. Right, you know, right. it, it, it comes from something, the yeah. ground or something, you know, so, but um, that, that's, such a, that's such an interesting way to, uh, uh, to put it. And, and instead of like thinking of, um, I mean, first of all, in the music business, if things were so unoriginal to the point where people were just copying each other, everyone would just be suing everyone to, 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 to make money. Yeah, like, like trust. Like if it were, if it were totally unoriginal, there wouldn't. No one would leave any money on the table. Right, it's like okay, right. if I can sue this guy and get like six mil because it's like that should have been my. Like, people would be doing that, and it's mm -hmm. rare because. Everyone's using the same fundamentals, mm -hmm. but putting your own, just your own twist. Maybe you're known for how your 808s just hit in this certain way or mm -hmm. whatever. But, um, uh, you know, again, just the, the, the and, and it goes for um, a phrase that just goes for every industry in terms of like reinventing the wheel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's like, like, it's not that you shouldn't strive to be original but if anything, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, because I wouldn't think of it as like originality or being unoriginal. It's more so, if anything, it's an honor to add to a culture. Yeah. Like it, you should feel honored to like add to the like rich history of something that like exists before you. Right. But um, anyway, I mean, I've to, to kind of like, you know, 
at least for me, like just concluding on that, it's like um, a lot of the young composers that I know, and this isn't even just like, I mean, I think classical composers are their own, you know, level of crazy intense. Yeah. But like even just um, uh, rap producers that I know um, or, or, you know, rock, whatever, they're, they're a lot of the, the young guys, younger guys that I know, they put so much and, and they'll, they'll be sitting on a bunch of songs. They'll, they'll, they might have two songs out on SoundCloud, but they have like 900 songs on their computer because they're so concerned if it's original. Exactly. It's like, yo, put it out. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Just put it out, man. Yeah. Like, let people decide. But anyway, um, uh, that that's cool. I'm going back to just you and, and what you've done. Um yeah, and it's and it, and it, and you know, again, I, I'm not surprised in terms of the the couple of people that I've brought on um, so far that that are doing many things. The one thing that you know all of you have in common is that there are just fundal, fundamental aspects of life mm -hmm. that you understand go into everything, mm -hmm. and that kind of just allows you to grow in whatever it is that you're doing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, literally. Because even right now, the business that I'm a business that I'm about to put out in the next couple of months has nothing to do with entertainment whatsoever. Wow. wow. But like you said, it's the same fundamentals. You know, I, I test it, I study it, I try it, I get the results, and I find ways to help people. Yeah. I find ways to serve people. And right now, what I've done has changed. A group of twelve, like I, I'm, I'm, I gave it to a group of twelve to try out, and their lives have changed wow. right now. And so, yeah, like people, I've been posting about people in my phone, like I want to try that program you created, wow. like literally. But it's it's literally the same yeah. principles. Is this is this something? Uh, is this like out yet in the light? Like, can you talk about it? Like, yeah, details? Okay. yeah. So it's a um. Well, I it's it's, it's a part of a bigger plan, but okay. I'm starting off with a physical component of it. Um. And so basically, I, I just give you a little bit of history, like, so I, you know, with the whole church thing, I I just went through some stuff, mm -hmm. um, and I was on tour for ten months in 2019, so I didn't really have time to really deal with what happened prior to tour. Mm -hmm. So 2020, when COVID came, it was almost beneficial for somebody like me because by the time you know tour's over, I'm at home now. I'm actually dealing with the, some of the yeah. stuff that I dealt with, and that was. Before COVID, 2020 was hard for me, so yeah. COVID kind of helped me. It kind of helped hide me because I wouldn't have been any good for anything. Yeah. Um, but November came, and I just remember, like, you know what? I got to get out of this. Like, And I've always been into health and fitness, but what I realized as I – because I try to be intentional in every aspect, but, of course, there's still certain areas you're not. Mm -hmm. So we call it health and fitness, but what I realized, Nelson, you've been more concerned about fitness than you have been your health. Mm. And so – I felt like I wasted 2020. And so this is how things, this is how they, how they progress. But like I wasted 2020, I said, but the type of person I am, I'm like, okay. So now I need to make sure, literally, I, I remember saying this statement to me, I need to make sure that I have the energy, the necessary amount of energy that I need to have in order to have the year that I'm going to have wow. in 2021. Yeah. Which means now you're going to have to make sure that how you approach your health and your fitness is correct. Yeah. So I just started to study. I bought books. i researched and found like the top people, the the cutting edge stuff that's going on right now. And I studied, I studied, I studied, I tried it. And literally like the size that I am now, I haven't been the size since I was 16. Wow. Now, of course, I mean, I still work out. So yeah. the funny part about it is I'm stronger now than what, what I was like 
20 pounds bigger. Like I couldn't, for whatever reason, you know, at my age, I couldn't get past 209, 210. I'm like 183 yeah. right now. Oh, so just for people listening, obviously you can't see him. He basically looks like Captain America. So oh, oh my God. Go ahead. Get, get. <laughs> like I couldn't like, but I couldn't get past a certain weight. Like I don't care how hard I worked out. And I mean, I worked out harder then than I work out now. Yeah. But I, again, so I stopped, but I, I stopped being concerned about, like I said, the, the look of it. And I got more concerned about how I felt. So it, that determined what I ate, how I ate it, yeah. when I ate it, when I didn't eat it. And to the point to where you're talking about somebody who has allergy, had, had major allergy, ish, allergy issues, who would always need to take a nap, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. wanted to look like I'd be tired. Now my allergies don't bother me. I wake up at five every day. And I'm up to like I don't go to bed till ten. Mm-hmm. No tired. Don't no need mm-hmm. for a nap. I'm not tired. Like literally, I created a whole program of, of how to go through. It's a six day cycle. Sunday is a free day, but it's a six day cycle, that literally like reset my whole system. Wow. So I have people asking me like, "What are you doing?" Well, I'm, I've read so many books and taken so many notes. I don't know how to. Yeah. So like people literally, there are friends that are dealing with certain issues. They're like, no, they literally came to a house, set yeah. me down. Like, yeah. hey, I need you to. So, okay, I got it organized enough. Gave it to like 12 people who wanted to try it. More people said they did, but these are the only ones that actually followed through. Yeah. And tomorrow would be the, the 30th day. Wow. And literally, like, one per, and it's not even, not even a weight loss program. Mm-hmm. I tell everybody the re- weight loss is a result. Yeah. It changes your, yeah. your, wow. your whole system, mm-hmm. which the weight's gonna fall off because mm-hmm. of what you're doing. I got one person who lost, and this sounds unhealthy, but. Again, they're eating. Mm-hmm. Like the, one of them, like I haven't ate this much in like two years. Yeah. Lost over 20 pounds. Damn. In four weeks and eating more. Yeah. Her son, who's who's eating, who's eating better, um, and he actually tried being a vegan and changed that. Um, he was he's he's now eating more, but also working out. He's already gone down 32 in four weeks. Another girl who struggles with diabetes, her numbers, she's like her numbers are normally like I don't know, 300 or something. I, I don't know the diabetes mm-hmm. numbers. She's like, but my numbers now are in the 100. Yeah. So like, it, it, it kind of scared yeah. me. Another friend who struggled, like, they're high blood, they have young, in their 30s, high blood pressure. Yeah. Went to the doctor last week and I was like, yo, my high blood, my, my blood pressure hasn't been this low in over a year. That's crazy, man. Wait, yeah. does, does this program. Does this um, incorporate fasting in any way? Because this this sounds like yeah yeah because I I I got okay because I was gonna say I was like man this sounds like a lot of benefits that I've had I've, so I've been doing either sixteen eight or twenty four windows um, for I guess the past year well I, pro- I would say I would say two two and a half years but it would be like uh, by like Wednesday I'm like back on my like fucking eating. All day, you know, so it yeah. wasn't, it, it, I would say it'd be, it'd be like a year and some change where it was like, okay, like I'm really not like eating anything before like at least 2 p.m. Because it gets easy. It gets yeah, really it easy, like a couple weeks in. Um, but you might have like some nights or just something that like takes you off of your schedule mm-hmm. and where like for some reason eating at 10 a.m., like occasionally it's very tempting to just yeah. be like, damn, like I, I need something. But anyway, um... Yeah, a lot of what you're saying, um, it it makes sense um, from what I feel like I understand. I mean, I did so much research before deciding mm-hmm. to do that, but the 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 fundamentals of it make sense in that one. 
we are no nowhere near near as active as we oh, want, as our ancestors were. So the need to like constantly be eating probably not necessary at all. But probably not necessary. But it's like, but what I did was like I said. Because I'm like, I'm human. So yeah. I did, like I said, a lot of stuff. I probably have like three virtual mentors. And some things I agree with, yeah. some things I didn't. Yeah. Like one is one is keto. One is partial mm-hmm. keto. I'm not doing keto. Yeah. I'm not giving up everything. Yeah. So I took what I felt was applicable, took what was ever applicable here, took this mm-hmm. one. One of my mentors is a vegan. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not giving up meat. Yeah. So I literally took all all the elements. So even though there's elements of fasting, we don't do intermittent. Mm-hmm. My program doesn't do intermittent fasting because the one thing I learned, just with anything else, especially with diets and all, like anytime you get your body used to a system, our bodies are just another person yeah. within a person. Yeah. It will get used to it yeah. and it'll stop responding. Yeah. So if you eat every day from between 12 and 8, after a while, yeah, your body is going to get used to it. Yeah. yeah. So like I tell my people, I give them windows. Like if you start, I say basically... Don't never because your body, um, there's different um, hormones that are that are. I don't even get to this, all this yeah. <laughs> that are that are released at different times. Yeah. So so like how, how your body may respond to food at ten, it won't respond the same way at twelve. Yeah. yeah. So I like I'll give them like say so um, for between nine and if you can do your first meal between nine and twelve, but then from that point. Then do your next one no less than four hours later. Mm-hmm. Four hours later, your next one no less than four mm-hmm. hours later. Nothing mm-hmm. in between. That's number one. Yeah. So if you start at nine, then that means that you're gonna end at five. Mm-hmm. If you start at twelve, that means you're gonna end at eight. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and that's yeah because a lot of the 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 things that I like, and that that's like the next level of just understanding how the the body works. Like I went deep into like the podcasts and books like on. Um, uh, circadian rhythm. Oh, man. Yeah, God. Nobody knows that. Oh, man. no, no, man. Joe, yeah. I went insane on that stuff. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I went insane. And I, I didn't mention this. I, 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 I've I, been uh, certified. Um, I have a, um, a personal uh, training certification, but for children. Um, wow. Yeah, because I wanted to... to there's a, a program back in Baltimore I was, like, working for uh, temporarily. And, um, I mean, it, I mean, you know, it's the same movement, squat, deadlift, and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's more so, like... Um, the the mindset required like to to work with a child and be patient with them and showing them like movements and stuff. Mm-hmm. So anyway, like like my because uh, I, I used to be like real real heavy mm-hmm. and um, I was like the the way the the way that I am I can't do anything half assed. Mm-hmm. I I, yeah, I, yeah. I I I'm always that per- like I turn all my hobbies into like. Right. Full blown. I just, I, it's very hard for something to just be a hobby for me because mm-hmm. I see the opportunity in it. And mm-hmm. it's like, if I just put in a couple more, a little bit more intent, yeah. I could make this like a thing. So anyway, my own like journey of like becoming healthier and more fit, um, of course, I just turned it into like a bigger thing. So yeah. I just like went down that road and uh, yeah, I guess going back to, you know, um, Stuff like circadian rhythm, understanding insulin response, oh, and man. you know, I'll yeah, oh yeah, yeah, giving your we your, gonna talk after this, yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, for sure. Just giving your body time to like, it's just it's it's like uh, I don't know, it's like the need, you know, you know, like, like I've, <laughs> it's like a game system or something. Like yeah. it's got to be off at some point. Yeah. It's you know, like, like your body just needs time to. Um, for things to like drop back down. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I, of course. If, if there were like some like nutritionist or person here that like really 
could speak the lingo, they would articulate it better than I am now. But the the long story short of it, because I, um, it's, it's it's funny, like it's uh, like all the people who you know talk about stocks and stuff, they always um, start off uh, the video. There's like a legal requirement to say that um, I am not a financial advisor. Right, right. I feel like there should be a same requirement to, for to be like I am not like a nutrition yeah. expert. I like do whatever works for you. Right, right. Um, but that being said, though, there are just fundamentals that I feel are pretty safe to say that like you can trust and that don't need food all the time right you should be active hopefully that is not a controversial right, statement right. you should be drinking water yeah yeah like 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 so there there are like there are fundamental statements that like i feel comfortable to put but like like you said earlier like going vegan going no that's that's if you're there and this isn't even just fitness thing. There's specific things that people push with like all the certainty in the world, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, man, like how? Right. What are you doing right now, right, man? Right. So any anyway, I mean that that's a whole oh, that's a whole other conversation, but yeah. yeah. But this is so cool though yeah. in that. Um, so I'm always like I'm always hesitant when I hear someone saying like, oh, I I came up with like my um, uh, with like some fitness thing or whatever because and it's not because like. Th- this person is dumb or this it's be, like fitness anyone who has ever gone down that rabbit hole of trying mm-hmm. to find what works for them mm-hmm. in fitness you know how hard that is because you've got all these incredible convincing communicators from every side that are telling like like you'll watch a video today being like here's why you should go vegan and you're you got you're watching people that are so passionate and seem like they know what they're like no like this guy majored in political science but he's like talking about being vegan right right like he invented the fucking thing you know what i mean like like and 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 so fitness has some of the most like charismatic convincing people that when you're trying to find like what to do for yourself you're just getting pulled in all these directions and because of that you're not really being great at any one thing like you could just go all out and if you want to get strong, then get strong. But then right. like now you're concerned about like the looks or this right. or that. And it's like you're kind of doing everything, but nothing's like really it, – it, uh, to, to conclude that point, it is so hard to find what works for you right. on a sustainable level in the fitness and health game. Mm-hmm. So hard. But I will say the lessons that you learn from that journey, it applies to like any other journey you yeah. will have in your life. It's just like damn, like – you owe it to yourself to find what works for you in like right. every aspect right. of your life. So that's the thing, and it's funny. And even with this, I didn't. I never. When I started this, this like I said, this was about me. Yeah. Working on how I felt. Yeah. And getting the energy that I needed, and then they all came to yeah. me. You know, but even even to say this, like, even when I came up with it, just like I've been talking, like people are all vegan or you know whatever. Mm-hmm. So, prime example, just kind of the theme of what we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Even though I am not vegan, mm-hmm. will never be vegan. I've also studied how a vegan can benefit from yeah. the program. Yeah. Because somebody just might be, and I respect mm-hmm. that. You I respect you. Mm-hmm. And I know exactly what you need or how I can say what, what you need, but you know what I'm saying? And even with this, I don't t- necessarily tell you right. what to do. Mm-hmm. I just give you the structure. Yeah. I give you the 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 formula and what you plug in yeah. basically is what you plug yeah. in. Because yeah. we might like different things. I got one of the person that lost over 20 pounds. She doesn't eat chicken. I love chicken. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to help her, like, you know, but you got these options, do that. You like yep. that? Okay, boom. Or they'll send me things sometimes. Like, what I do tell them, though, is the stuff that we do know, like, 
things that disrupt the gut, you know? Mm-hmm. So they'll mm-hmm. send me ingredients and I'll be like, you see that canola oil right there? Yeah. <laughs> That's a gut disruptor. Yeah. Uh, don't buy that. Dude, when I tell you the, the two-hour podcast I listened to, which it was these two doctors, but <laughs> they're like, basically, I mean, by the end of that podcast, you... Like soy will just be like your biggest enemy ever. They were just talking about like soy, uh, canola oil. Um, what are what are just some other things that we don't? I mean, the 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 things that like we found as substitutes, uh, Splenda stuff like yeah. that. And it's like, man, I mean, if Coke has twelve ingredients and Diet Coke has like twelve thousand ingredients, all these long, just it's like it just looks like someone just like fell on a keyboard you know what i mean like, like the things you can't even pronounce that's also another fundamental thing that i, yep. I say if you can't pronounce it, it run from it yeah <laughs> basically yeah. you know and and uh which is tough I, anyway I, I guess the uh the the I, th- I feel like the tougher next thing in uh, nutrition um that is really really hard is that you have to make up your mind in your research for you to see if like organic or not is is worth it because it's really 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 tough to determine like what is the if I buy that like chicken breast that's like eight ninety nine a pound versus like uh, 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 three ninety nine or something mm-hmm. what what is that what does that mean for me uh, or you know like, like at least for me like like that that's kind of been that was one of like the last things that I, I I came to a realization that like the cheaper version of real stuff mm-hmm. is still better than things that are just fundamentally fake. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, that's why like the people that I do follow do talk mm-hmm. like that. It's like by all means, if you have no other option, take it. But they'll will explain like prime example, like the reason why you would get grass fed over or over just organic is because grass fed means they're gonna Make mm-hmm. sure that they get their mm-hmm. natural habitat type foods, mm-hmm. but sometimes with an organic cow, they might feed them like grains and you know, mm-hmm. which is a whole other story. But it's just you know what I'm saying. But like they'll tell you that like, but if that's all you can get, yeah, get it. You yeah. know what I'm saying. But as much as possible, like even if I go out of town, you know what I'm saying because most food is made a certain way. Like I mean, if, if safer stuff, just get. Even it might not be organic, it's still better to get a salad, yeah. some fruit, yeah. And some lean meat yeah. versus yeah. to not not only am I getting something made in the wrong oil, but I'm getting something yeah. with too much saturated. Exactly. And yeah, and and that that's spot on. And I and I really say that because like the biggest hole I feel like one can f- fall into their fitness and and nutrition journey, which I've fallen in many times, is going from. If like like you, it is so hard to get rid of the. It's not perfect, so like fuck it. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna like not try at all mm-hmm. because what I'm doing isn't perfect. Yeah, that is to me. That's the biggest hole you can fall into. Yeah. It's like you maybe you have like a lifting thing where you're doing three or four lifting days a week, and mm-hmm. like you don't get to that fourth one. So you're just like, well, I completely failed. Time to go like get some Wendy's, oh, and because yeah. I just totally failed or like one cheat day having this like massive impact on your emotional like man it's it's tough yeah it's tough man but they'll tell you too like a lot of times with you know which is why i'm using my whole program honestly to just kind Mm -hmm. of to to 
to get people into a, a just a focused, intentional space because one thing that I do talk about as well um, is stress. Mm-hmm. Stress. If we're stressed off stuff, a lot of times that's going to cause us to yeah. eat the stuff that we shouldn't eat. Um, but as long as you stay intentional and you stay focused, it's going to be hard to yeah. really. And even if you do, my thing is, like I tell everybody, like, like literally, like I said, I've been doing this since November. And I just showed, I posted last week, um, like one of our band lunch breaks, mm-hmm. one of the, the MD took us to the dopest ramen spot in the little nice. Tokyo. Yeah. That's, I forgot to ask for gluten-free. Yeah. So I had a whole big bowl <laughs> yeah. of gluten-gut-busting <laughs> noodles that was still amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because the pork is better. I didn't get no pasteurized, you know, yeah. pork. I got the regular pork, yeah. which was good. Yeah. Then he was like, man, we need to order this. I'm telling you, this is the best uh, shrimp um, crab fried rice you will ever have in your life, which he did not lie. Yeah. But most of them, now my dad, man, this is somebody whose gut is already cool. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, full. Okay. He got a whole thing for the table. I not only ate my ramen, I also got like, I like eel. I also got teriyaki eel that came on top of rice. I not only ate my ramen and the eel, I also ate the rest of, well, all of it. Because only one person had like maybe three scoops. So I ate the rest of the table's rice. Yeah. yeah. I got up to like 187 that week. By Friday, I was back down to 181. Yeah. Yeah. So because I know what to do. I'll have, like I have to tell people, so as long as you're intentional and you, if you say you're going to do it, do it and know when yeah. to do it, but just know what to do yeah. next. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, I, 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 I totally relate to that. And I think the, the other side to that is, um, uh, like I told myself that, especially if it's not often, obviously if you're on the road or mm-hmm. if you're like a very, very social person where you're going out to dinners or whatever, like a lot, mm-hmm. then you have to be way more on top of like what you select in those moments because Mm -hmm. things nine times out of 10 things that are not made in your home are just going to be higher calorie because the the intent is like to make it taste as good as possible so maybe you would have used this virgin olive oil but they're going to use butter taste better it's just it's so i would say if you're if you if you have that lifestyle where like you're eating out a lot you have to be super super mindful um but for most of us where maybe going out and eating with your friends is something you might enjoy one to three times a week or so. Um, obviously the, if, if it's on the more side, you got to be more mindful, but I told my, like, it's, it's generally more important that on those days where like, you're just, you're just by yourself, you're doing your thing, breakfast, lunch, dinner at home, like be as on top of your shit like for just like everyday regular stuff so right. that when you go out and you're with your friends, like you enjoy, you get that one or two drinks, you get right. that delicious thing or whatever, because you've the five or six days of the week, you've been doing really, really well. So right. it doesn't mean like you just totally ruin your progress that yeah. seventh day. Just, you just give yourself that like leeway because you did, you're like 90% or 80% there that week. And uh, anyway, that that's because I feel like mentally it's, um, you're kind of jeopardizing your 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 uh, success if you think that like enjoying yourself once or twice is just Bro, ruining everything. I gave so I gave my group of people like you know of course they're like oh wondering at the beginning what they were gonna be able to eat. So I gave them a lot on each day because like I said it's a six day cycle. So I tell them on this day this is what I would do. This is this is you know this is my suggestion. They tried my stuff. They're like yo. This is um, like my food yeah. is still amazing. Yeah. Like I'm that guy because I still want my food to taste good. I'll just spend like I, I only shop at Sprouts. So 
every two weeks or once a month. Like I've already, I know what I can get now, but I'm always going like looking for new things that that don't have a lot of calories. So I like sauces. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna buy. I'll just buy a bunch of sauces, and whichever ones are nasty, mm-hmm. I throw them away, and whichever ones are good. They mm-hmm. go on my, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. So I'm using, so I'm able to eat this this food mm-hmm. guilt free. Yeah. And I mean, oh, hear me. Like at my place that came over yesterday, I made her like these. Um, I, uh, and I'm an air fryer uh, genius. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I made her these chicken breast tenders. Um, I put this buffalo sauce on it, which is the the numbers on it are great, but it's so good. Yeah. Sprinkle some um, white cheddar, organic white cheddar on top of that, and then put it and wrapped good. it in a spinach wrap. Yeah. She was like. Whoa! Like this is good. I'm like, and this is how I, this is how I eat yeah. on a regular, and this is how I lost all this yeah. weight. This is why I don't get yep. brain fatigue. Yep. I mean, I don't get fatigue. I don't get brain fog. Yeah. I just know yeah. what to eat, what to put in it the whole yep. night. Yeah, and, and, and it's still good. It, this is this is what uh, the, what I'm sensing from this program that that you're making. Which, first of all, I'm excited to to see you hit me up as soon as it's, oh, bro, it's like out and ready to. Yeah, because. Um, uh, I like like the goal is to find something that allows you to be you yeah. and live your life and still enjoy it and we've all we've all you know seen the videos of like okay the bodybuilder he's waking up at 3 a.m. and he's shoving chicken breast down yeah, his throat no. and you buy and like there's this period of time where you buy into the idea that like for me to change my body and health like i have to go way down the extreme of like first first of all no you're probably not built for the extremes of like any in like like and that that includes us like the, there's musicians who like okay we're we're good in that but like then we're there's like the guys who are like in the practice room like 10 hours a day yeah, that's like healthy. yeah yeah that that's like basically bodybuilding in terms of the world of fitness yeah. in that like um, it is probably the one industry where it is the biggest. Um, uh, how, how how do you say that? Like the average person has bought into the most extreme. But I would say fitness is like the top when it comes mm-hmm. to like the average guy who literally he just wants to look decent when right. he takes his shirt off at the beach. Right. So he convinces himself he needs to look like Mr. Olympia. Yeah, you know what I mean. So anyway. Why, why I'm I'm looking forward to when your program comes out because it sounds like you've put in the time to be aware that like people don't want to look like this super jacked thing. They don't want to be this like size negative five model. Man. They just they just they want to be comfortable in their own right. skin. They still want to enjoy their their lives while still feeling confident and everything. And it sounds like your program is like not just like a fitness thing, but it's acknowledging like that this is like this needs to work with people's lives. Right. And I'll say again, it's really not that's why even with the program, I suggest them to walk at least a 30 at least 30 minutes, 30 minutes to an hour a day as early as possible, but I don't I don't tell them about fitness. Like you are going to add fitness no time soon. Yeah. Because like I said I did fitness for years and yeah. I'm talking about I'm doing a hit, I'm working Shut out, up. my stomach still wouldn't hardly go down. Yep. Like I wasn't Mm-hmm. And now I do less in the gym now and just eat a certain way and then don't eat at a yep. certain time and, and walk outside for my yep. circadian rhythm and getting, you know, and now at 43, I look better at 43 than I've ever yeah. looked as an adult. Yeah. I'm like, this was crazy. Yeah. And then, and I, I, I literally got off the fitness. Yeah. Like, I'm not really, I mean, I'm on it, mm-hmm. but I don't focus on it as much as I'm mm-hmm. focusing on, okay, 
boom, today this uh, these are my mm-hmm. meal choices for today. The these mm-hmm. are my meal choices for tomorrow. Yeah. That time. Yeah, of you day. can because you can still have a great physique just lifting like twice a week yeah. and just really hitting the compound lifts like yeah. you just the the thing like the you're you're, you're hitting uh uh maybe um uh overhead press you got your squats your dead your mm-hmm. your bench press and like you know because because obviously there's a billion machines to where you can start like specifying on certain stuff but again yeah. like just for if you're just trying to like maintain a solid physique um, you know, you look good when you wear this, you look good when you're not wearing this, whatever. You don't have to be in the gym killing yourself Mm-mm. seven times like a week. And again, we've I understand it because the origin of fitness culture in this country revolves around bodybuilding culture. Right, right. And so again, that's literally a whole other podcast. But like right. um anyway, to uh, you know, to conclude on this man, I'm I'm like personally uh uh looking forward to see what this um uh looks like because I, I love uh, trying new programs that like acknowledge these things that we're talking about that mm-hmm. awareness of like it needs to work with people's lives so this right. sounds really cool absolutely yeah um well cool and anyway i mean i guess to 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 um since we're on the tail end of this um you know i know you don't you know you don't which is really cool you're super humble dude but where where can people uh listening to this where could they see you play? Who could, if they wanted to see you play, see you do your thing, where would that be? Who would that be with? Wow. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, well, they technically wouldn't see me play unless they go to a concert. Yeah, yeah. Which there's no concerts right now. Yeah. Um, we just actually filmed this one thing. Um, don't know when that, that that's going to do anything, but um, <laughs> I hate saying names. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we nah, do, we, yeah. yeah, we play for Ariana, so, yeah, um, that's one of the, the main things that I do as well as, um, you won't see me on this show, but, um, the same group of people we have, we all do the music for the mass mm-hmm. singer too. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, but they sing to the tracks that we do, um, but. Oh, that, that's, that is really weird. I'm actually, there, there's a couple of people I'm getting dinner with, uh, in a little bit, but, uh, she's. Um, uh, uh, I think she's one of the uh, like the hosts um, for the Mass Singer. Um, she's either she's either on the production team or she's a okay. host. But that that's just yeah, yeah. small world. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so we it's like, it's like I think eight teams because there's so much. Yeah. It's like a hundred some yeah. songs per season. Yeah. So I have a team like they we actually we're called the my team is called the Mass Singer Band. So we get majority of the live nice. stuff. Yeah. So I don't know, like, if, I don't know if you watched it, but like, mm-hmm. probably after last season we did, and it came out amazing. Um, do I do mm-hmm. Stevie Wonder? Um, we did Michael Bolton. How do I live without you? Uh, Temptations. Let's get it all. Like we're doing. It's crazy because we're doing like different types of stuff. It's fun. Oh, okay. We if did. That's been you. The, pff, we that's did the insane. Elton John song. What's the Elton John song? Um, did Elton John? We did. Um, um, give it to me, baby. It's totally yeah. different. We did that, like, whoa. Oh yeah, yeah. Man. I've 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 caught um like I haven't actually like watched the show when it's been on TV, but probably like everyone else going to like individual performances on YouTube or just seeing it on whatever social. Um, yeah, the band sound good. Yeah, we we go yeah. in. Yeah, so <laughs> we having fun. I guess yours is probably the the main one I've 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 heard when I've seen those, but um. Man, anyway, man, to, to people listening, um, 
Yeah, you know, uh, live shows, like you just said, live shows, and, and they'll, they'll be back maybe later this year, mm -hmm. definitely top of 2022, mm -hmm. looks like everything will be back, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, man, and it's, and it's, it's, it's th this has been so cool, just yeah. because um, I love meeting other artists that aren't just like, like, yeah, music is, is, is the, maybe like the nucleus of it all, mm -hmm. but like, you're you're curious about all kinds of things mm -hmm. and and you're clearly creating and impacting in like many 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 other lanes so that's mm -hmm. that's really cool man um so seriously thank you for for even making the time for this um for people listening uh this is a song called life uh we are out peace thank you